Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmasi Mimi Rossi Rasmus Mordechai. This one is from Simon. Had a very bad allergic reaction and need to be treated at, I think he means Shari Tzedek, before Yontif. Still a good place to do the daf. Here he is in his hat doing the daf. Rafur Shlema, Charlie Said. Said. Jacob Gindi. Hi, Rebelli. I was listening to Shir Friday afternoon when there came a point that no one knew the word for a deceased husband. If I'm not mistaken, the proper terminology is late husband. P.S. I joined your share since Megillah and can honestly say that since I started with you, I've never enjoyed learning before now. Thank you, Chak Sameach. Another one from the hospital. Doing the daf while waiting for my wife, who's visiting her dad at Maimonides in Borough Park. I don't know, to me that sounds like a father-in-law, unless they only allow one person into the room. He's outside over there. Okay, Yavaldi, doing the daf. Mary Klein. Dear Rabbi Stefanski, it's two years already that I'm learning Gemara and I've never finished a Masechta. I tried learning with teachers out of school but never succeeded. Two months ago, my brother introduced me to MDY and I started learning Chagiga. It was hard to stay on track every day, but Baruch Hashem today, on Erev Pesach, I finished my first Masechta, Beschus MDY. And I lit a candle leading Nishmas, my mother, Rus Bas Mordechai, Chakosha Besameach, Veshakoyach, Meir Klein. Beautiful. By Nisan Nefes. How do you sp- pronounce it? N E F A S. As one of the few Sephardic Jews in Inwood, five towns, I have this Sahut to be part of a community that emphasizes Torah learning. I got to talk to you and Mr. Sruli Singer, who, after realizing I was not doing the Piyomi, he mamish just shoved the Gemara Megill in my hands and introduced me to Yashir. Many times before, many times by force is the best way. It started me off on a never ending journey of a lifetime. The best thing that ever happened to me. As a Bechor, I was always participating in other people's Siyum, so I wouldn't need to fast there at Pesach. But Baruch Hashem today, the point of the Nisan. Tough shin, pay bays. I had the schut to do a Siyum on Mayit Katan. This should be a hastening for the Geula for all of us. Chak Sameach. And this is very important. I wanted to remind the Oilam the other day, and I forgot, but it's never too late. P.S. Chalamayit is, is a real holiday. If you want to, sh- whatever. That's from us. Chalamayid is real holiday. We've been learning in Mayukatan over and over. And I want to remind the island what we learned. Take it, we learn, and then we take what we learn and we, we go with it. So no shopping, no, no working, no that, unless it's emergency. You could, you're a kind, you could. Okay. This, week, this month's uh, sponsor for the Kailo is anonymous in the schos of. Hilo ben Sora and Dina Rivka Basfego, they should be Zoycha to Zerisha Kayama. Parents of Chodesh, Breslau, Austin, Rosenberg, Shulman, and Tobias families, Luschus Rupur Shlema, for Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Yisrael Meir David, Ben Yochevet Drukshlita. Oh, so this month, this month, maybe you guys, I don't know, could you shift this way? So I have like a, a little bit of an audience, I don't know, my audience is that way. I'm talking to Mr. Cohen over here. You can go as long as it's this way. So, I was reading this this uh, this week's Ami magazine had a large article on Rav Druk and his relationship with Rav Chaim Knesset. I want to share with you one very interesting story that I read there. Rav Druk lost a child 21 years ago to crib death. 
And he's a chabrusa with uh, Reb Chaim Kanievsky. So when he met Reb Chaim Kanievsky's wife, she said, oh, she was like the twins. So Reb Chaim Kanievsky heard that. He says, why only twins? And they both laughed and they giggled. And uh, a year later, Reb Druk had triplets. So I thought it was a cool story. Maisa Shahaya from Reb Druk. And talking about the Ami magazine in that same volume, this, this week's Ami magazine, there's a huge article on official gross, the official caterer from official gross, and there's a lot of stuff about MDY and the Golden Doves. It's a great article, so check it out. What else do we have here? Parents of Chodesh by Lak and Lebevik families like Lakewood, New Jersey, because Torah is the best segula. Parents of Chodesh, Chodesh Nisan is sponsored by Yoli. This is Dov, Pinchas, Mimoy Shalom, Shalom, Nishim, Shalom, Video editor, continuation, and not missing sheer, and here we go, beautiful daft today. Unbelievable. Today is two days in the Oymer. We're holding two lines from the bottom of Mem Aleph Omud Beis. Torah Rabbanon. Yivama Shecholtzula Achim Besoich Shleisha. So we're going through this whole sugi that a woman who gets divorced or loses her husband needs to wait three months before she can remarry so that we can discern the child. Whose child is it? If she's pregnant, we need to know who's the father. So she has to wait three months. So what happened was, before she decided not to wait, and she received chalitza from one of the brothers. Her husband died, she received chalitza, and she didn't wait three months. So the halacha is, you start counting the three months from the day that her husband died. It's a big chiddush. We don't penalize her. We don't say that since she didn't wait, you have to start over and start waiting another three months. So we're going to take this line right here, top of After three months, she doesn't have to wait at all. She already waited three months. Says the Gemara, from this we see, Havei, we could infer from here, Since she doesn't have to wait at all, so we don't start counting from the chalitza, we start counting from the death of her husband. That's when we do the three months. Ask the Gemara, But if so, why is it different than a woman who gets divorced? Why is a woman who receives chalitza different than a woman who gets divorced? Why? Because we have machlaikas. The Rav Omar Mishas Nesino. Shmuel Omar Mishas Ksivom. Machlaikas. First of all, according to Shmuel, once a husband decides he's going to divorce his wife, they can't be together anymore. And according to Rav, we start counting from the Nesino. But Everybody agrees, Rav also agrees, that once you write a get, you can't be together, that's called the get yashan. You did it together, then it causes a lot of problems later down the line. 
people will say, rumors, wasn't get, wasn't get, get Yasha. So according to Rav that says, that you start counting from the time of the Nasina, why is it any different in the Nasina? From the time that he gave the get, not from the time he wrote the get. Why is it by us that we start counting from the moment of death? It should also be, by, according to Rav, from the moment of the Ksiva, since they can no longer be together. So why do you wait all the way till the, let's say he wrote the get, Pesach time, and he gave it sukkah six months later. She still has to wait three months from the time she received the get, but they weren't together those six months. So why wait three months? Just like by Chalitza. If we know for a fact that they weren't together and she's not pregnant, then you don't have to count three months. So why by get do you have to count three months? Amarava kalvachoymer. Says like this when it comes to Yibum, as long as you wait three months from the time that the husband passes away, that's enough. You can be Miyabit. So when it, and, and that's the Isra Karis. If you don't wait three months, and it turns out that she was pregnant, so you had no right to marry her, what, what does that become? Eshesach. That's the Isra Karis. Nevertheless, all you have to do is wait three months. So certainly in a situation where there's not an Isr Karis, it's only Isr Lav. What's Isr Lav? Pasuk says she can't marry somebody else until she receives a Chalitza. That's only Lav. So people are going to say it doesn't make any sense. For Isr Karis you wait three months and for Isr Lav you wait ten months. Where's the logic? So we don't want, make, we don't want people to make fun of Chachamim. So we said it's three months for everything. Okay, next sugya. V'chein shar kol All women, says the Mishnah, doesn't matter what kind of woman, all women wait three months. And we're going to go to the, all the categories. Absula, Baula, Arusa, Nesua, doesn't matter what. Grusha, Almana, Vishlami, Vama, Kedamara. So I understand if a person, if a woman is a Yivama, so we have an Isr Eishas Acher, and we're not sure if she's pregnant or not. But what difference does it make who the father is when we're talking about a regular marriage? Okay, so you don't know who the father is. You think it's this guy? It really happens to be somebody else. Does that make a difference to anybody? So we have a number of answers there. First of all, the Pasuk says, Pasuk says, you have to know the lineage. You have to know where you come from. If you want to have Hashra Sashchina, says Rashi, only happens. The Shechina Shaira, when you know who the father is. Otherwise, you have a problem. So you have to differentiate between who the father is. This guy, the first, not knowing who the father is. You hear this? This is Nagea. We were talking about this. The different societies. They don't know the father. They don't know that. It's a problem in the Shechina. There's a, a problem in Ashraz and Shechina. Masiv Rabba. Well, we have a problem. Why in the world do a Ger and a Giyaris converts? Why do they have to wait? 
They are married, right? I told you the story. I have a friend here that owns a very large company in Chicago. And his wife is a Giyaris. When they found out that it was, it was a reformed Geiros, they decided to redo the Geiros. They became frumer and they wanted to redo the Geiros. And the Besden told them that they have to separate for three months. Imagine, you married this somebody, you have to separate for three months. But why? They're already married, so what difference does it make? You know what the father is, the same father. We're not talking about, oh, maybe there's a different father. It's the same father. So why do they have to separate? Says the Gemara, oh, I'll tell you why. Because yes, you want to differentiate between a zera, the pregnancy that happened big gedusha, to the pregnancy that happened not big gedusha. Rav Omar, So now these three, four lines, I made twenty-five charts here. So it goes like this. You have the Burka lady who, we have a new guy here, doesn't know what's flying. Why is there a funny lady? Okay, these are all funny characters. We have the, the, the grandmother Burka lady married Ruvain. And they had a daughter, call her Burka. Okay, that's step one. Step two is that Ruvain went ahead and married a five-town woman. Okay. Step three, Ruvain goes bye-bye. Step four, the plumber marries the five-towner and they think they have a child. That's the problem. They think they have a child. In fact, the, five, they, the plumber married the five-towner without waiting for three months. So it's possible that this child, are you able to see it over there? It's very delayed. This child is either the plumber's from Muncie, or Ruvain's. But because now they are married together, and all four cases of Rava go this way, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna decide that, we're talking about the child is really from the first, but they think it's the second. You can do other cases, you can do the reverse. But this is how we're talking now. Because the plumber now is married to the five-towner, and the five-towner had a baby, so they treat the baby as their own. But what happens? This, this dentist guy that was born, that's not his real father. His real father is Ruvain. And look what's going to happen. The dentist guy marries the Burka lady and happens to be his own sister. That's the problem. You need to know your father so you don't marry your own sister. Next case. Biyabem eshes achiv me'imoi. I'll come out and I'll be miyabem his own sister-in-law. But he doesn't have a right to marry his sister-in-law because it's not a sister-in-law from his father's side, it's from the mother's side. How does that work? Here we go again. Burger lady married, Ruvain, and they had a kid, a dentist. Then he dies and his, his wife, the widow, marries the plumber and they have a kid, Naftali. Naftali goes ahead and marries the five-towner. And he dies. So who's going to perform Ibum? The dentist. The dentist thinks that he's the child of the plumber. So he's going to marry the five-towner to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Yibum. But it turns out that he's really 
Reuven's son, same, same, same idea. They think he's the plumber's son, but he's really Reuven's son. Because they think he's the, he's the plumber's son, he's going to perform Ibam. Before is the case of because he thought he was the plumber's son, he married a sister. Now I'm saying because he's the plumber's son, he married a sister-in-law. Okay, it's the same idea. No big chidushimir. Rabbi said, very, very simple cases. Next one is Yoitzius Imur Lashok. Here I just show that he's Miyabim, his sister in law. Okay. Yoitzius Imur Lashok, here goes. Ruvain marries Berkeley to have a child, a dentist from the five towns. Ruvain dies, and his ex wife, his Widow marries the plumber without waiting for three months. And the plumber goes bye-bye. So because they think that he's the plumber's son, they're going to let the mother, the burka lady, get married without anything, without Khalid, without Yibam. But the, the, the thing is that he's not the plumber's son. He is Ruvain's son. She, she has to get Yibum from the plumber's brother. She goes ahead, over here you see, over here she married Naftali, when she shouldn't have married Stam, uh, a guy from the Shuk. Next. Case, Reuben had a child, his name is Naftali. Reuven married another woman, the five-towner, and then Reuven dies. The five-towner doesn't wait. She marries the plumber, and have a, they have a child. They don't know who the child is. Is the child the plumber's son, or the child is Reuven's son? Naphtali goes ahead and marries a woman, and then Naphtali goes bye-bye. So because they don't realize that Naftali, that the dentist. They think the dentist is from the second. He's gonna be he's gonna patter the Yavama and let her go bye-bye. You're gonna say that, oh, she can marry whoever she wants. Now, Rashi points out, how does this fit into the case of Gerus? So it goes like this: you have a couple, you have Daniel, Dun and this other woman who became Gerim. And when they became Gerim, they had the first child, they're not sure if the first child, when they were Goyim, was he conceived when they were Goyim, or after the Gerus? They don't know. They think that both of their children were conceived after they became Gerim. Then, the, one of the children, the dentist, goes and marries a five-towner, and he goes bye-bye. I, I hate to do it to the dentist. It's not very common that he goes bye-bye, but we have to do it once in a while. What happens when the dentist goes bye-bye? His wife requires Yibam, L'chaira, but not really. It's the same case like we had before. Naftali is not really his brother. Naftali is Eishas Ochev Mi'imai. Why? It's not, they share the same mother, but they don't have the same father because in reality, they have the same father. But because the, the, the father impregnated this woman when he was a guy, so it's considered as if they just share the same mother, they don't share the same father, 
and therefore they have no connection when it comes to Yibam. Naftali Shemubiyab and this wife, they're not brothers from the same father. That's what Rashi says. Okay, end of the charts for today, Rabbi Isai. Mazar and Chanani. Bekulam and Ekwari Bemishum Takonas Erva. It says that all these women, all these Yivamas, why do I have to wait three months so that they're not being over on the Khan and the other women, Mishum Takonas Vlad? In order to differentiate who the father is, to know is it a child from the first father or the second father? Vimisa, and if, according to you, Rava, all these four cases, let's say, Case number one, we're concerned that if you might marry your own sister. You don't know who your father is, you might marry your sister. That's erva, that's not Vlad, that's not a takana for the Vlad. Says the Gemara, it's a takana in the Vlad, that the Vlad shouldn't be over and arise. That's what it means. Okay. Now the Gemara just goes into different different ways that we could perhaps get around this three months. Why three months? Why do I have to wait three months? Maybe, we, maybe there's a way to wait two weeks and we'll figure it out. Maybe there's a way to wait two and a half months. Why three months? So Gemara is going to go through all the steps here. Two months is out of the question, says Gemara. Why? Because we don't know if this baby that was born, was it born seven months after she got married and it belongs to the new guy? Or perhaps it was a nine-month pregnancy from the old guy. Ella, but maybe, Why don't they just wait one month? You guys don't have to hang around there. Guy, you guys, you guys have to hang here? You don't have to? We don't want it. Let's just wait one month and let her get married. Why? Let's see what happens. If she gives birth after seven months and she waited one month, so the total from the late husband, I like that, the late husband is how much? Eight months. It's impossible to give birth in the eighth month according to the Gemara. And if she gave birth after eight months, so we know that it belongs to the first guy. So if she gave birth after seven, it belongs to the second guy. After eight, it belongs to the first guy. It can't be after eight to the second guy. It's not viable in the time of the Gemara. Says Gemara, I'll tell you why. Because what if she gave birth after eight months? <laughs> it's very simple. She gave birth after eight months, but it's really a seven-month pregnancy. It took her a month to get pregnant. Why is that not an option? Mark just asked Yosef to stop texting me in the middle of Shir. I get it. He doesn't, he doesn't have the sheets. I get it. But it's popping up on my screen. Betam de Shnei Chodoshim Omechzav Tinosei. 
So why can't you wait two and a half months? Why does she have to wait three full months? If it's seven months, we know it's from the second guy. And if it's six and a half months, it can't be from the second guy. Who gives birth after six and a half months? It must be from the first guy. It won't survive. Says Gemara, it could survive. It could be from the second guy. If you, even if you hold that a woman who gives birth after nine months, she can't give birth partially into the ninth month. But if she gives birth in the seventh month, it's a different type of pregnancy. She gives birth partially into the month. By Chana and Shmuel, it says that he was born Litkufois Hayamim. Tkufois is plural, two seasons, Yamim two days. So two seasons means six months. Each season is three months. She gave birth six months and two days in. So you see the, the kids could survive. Miut Yamim Fine. So it's possible. So we still don't know. You wouldn't be able to differentiate if it's from the first guy. Or for the, from the second guy. As the Gemara, this is a good one. Vitamtin mashu vitinaser. Let her wait, let's say, two weeks. Why can't you check her? And Rashi explains how to check. You see if she's, she's bringing in milk or not. And that would only happen after three months. So if she's if she already showing signs of milk, then you know she's pregnant from the first guy. And if she's not, then it's from the second guy. We have a klal. You don't check a woman like that because she'll become dis- disgusted to her husband. It'll ruin the shalom bayis, so to speak. So we don't do it. So I got to tell you this maisa. Just, uh, we're in the middle of Yavamas here with all the charts and everything. So, uh, two summers ago, I was in South Africa with my wife. Great vacation. Can't wait to go back there. And one morning, the way it works is you go on these Jeeps. In this particular place, you have a driver, you have a spotter. So this guy is sitting, like, by the headlight. I might have said the story back. I don't know. You remember this one? No. So the guy is sitting with his feet literally dangling on the ground. He's sitting like on the bumper. He has like a little seat by the headlight. And his job is to spot different uh, footprints. So we're driving. All of a sudden he says, stop, stop. So the Jeep stops. He shows the guy here. Then they say, we see leopard's footprints. But it looks like he was dragging prey with him. He showed us like there's a little pull. So they turn off the Jeep. They both jump off the Jeep. And they go into the bushes. And my wife looks at him and she goes, uh, he's like lying in the come and eat us? Like, I don't know. And I noticed that they're, the, the rifle that they have for protection, they left on the dashboard. They went without the rifle. So that everybody in the Jeep is getting a little antsy. Five minutes go by, 
suddenly they, they, they reappear. Oh, we found them. They take the Jeep and they go over these rocks, crazy into a ravine. And there, I, I should have pulled up the picture. I can show the picture later. So, probably the best thing that we saw in the safari, two leopards in one tree, and each one had a kill. One had a deer, one had a, like an impala, and the other one had a, uh, something else. It's, it's a rare thing to see a leopard with a kill. We saw two. Why am I telling you this? Because there are people that their profession, that's what they do, they check the footprints. Mara says like this, interesting thing, I'm not going to go into it and how it works scientifically, but Rashi says that based on her pregnancy, she puts more pressure on her footprints, and you can see from her footprints whether or not she's pregnant. She'll fake her footprints. So the sobriety test, she'll try to fake it a little bit. Why? She wants to pretend that she's not pregnant so that she could be, that her, her son will be thought of as the second guy. He's a multimillionaire. She wants him to inherit the second guy. She doesn't want him to be the first guy's kid. And therefore, she's going to do something with her footprints and it doesn't work. So the Gemara, why can't she get married if we know for a fact that she's pregnant? She could, no, we just said, we have to differentiate, we don't know who the father is, but if we know, here, she's pregnant, let her get married. So that's a lot we learned the other day, that you cannot marry a woman when she's pregnant, because you have the problem with the milk and everything, right? Remember that also, Gil. And if you marry that woman, you have to divorce her. And we punish you, you can't marry her forever. We're concerned that if she marries a second guy, it will ruin her pregnancy. Her defeatus will, will be destroyed. So then why can't she be married to her husband? Any woman that gets pregnant, she shouldn't be able to be with her husband. So we had those two pshatim in the beginning of the Masechta that a woman who doesn't want to get pregnant could use some sort of sponge or whatever to prevent the pregnancy. Or according to the Masechta, she shouldn't and Akash Baruch will take care of everything. So What's the difference if she's married to a guy already or she wants to get married? Let her do the same. Whatever she's doing with her husband, she can do with the new guy. Says the Gemara, Unbelievable. The pressure, the physical pressure will destroy that, that fetus. So what's the difference? Her husband will also destroy the fetus. Says Gemara, So this reminded me also, going back, I'm in a safari mode now. There's uh, one of the craziest things in the, in, the, in the jungle. I thought it was one of the craziest things. If a male lion goes into a pack and he, he kills the other male and he takes over, he kills all the cubs. That's what he does. He crushes their head. Because from one to the next, he wants to start fresh, new. That's what this Gemara reminded me kind of. Chas Rishal, the Gemara says, no, a, guy, a human being wouldn't do that. But the, the Gemara thought that for a second. He protects his own children. 
What? A person is going to be, he's going to commit murder? What? He, he's not a lion? He says, explains like this. A regular, a woman, you have to, in those days, they didn't have formula, they didn't have this, so they had their natural milk. If she gets married to this new guy, he's going to destroy her milk. She won't have milk to feed the baby. And that's going to cause the baby to die. So what's the difference? So what's the difference if he marries her or she's already married? Her old husband will do the same thing. She might get pregnant from her old husband and will destroy her milk, kill the baby. So what do you gain? If it's his own, he could he could buy formula. He could this, whatever they did in those days: eggs and milk and uh, give him some other food. So let them do it to her old, to her, to her child from her other husband. Why should he doesn't want to pay for it? He's not going to pay you for formula for support your husband, your ex-husband's uh, baby. So therefore, it's a problem. We tell her, don't get married. Make sure that your kid survives and then get married. Says, go, go sue the, the husband for, for support. First, let me just say that we just turned to Mem Bays, Owen Bays, sponsored by Moishi Orn in honor of Jolly Joe Kraus and family, in honor of Ed Kinsbursky, Brian Kinsbursky, and Ari Miller for learning the dot. Supposed to. What is it? Don't tell me you were watching the whole time. What's the name again? Lina Nishmas? Schos. Yakamoshim and Shoshana? In both Ruchnitz and Yashis. And that's instead of who? Anyways, I don't know why I can't find your sheets. I'll try to look for them at the share. Okay. Says the Gemara, listen to this. Omar Abaya. Isha Boisha Lover the Bezdin. She doesn't want to, she's embarrassed. She doesn't want to sue somebody and go to Bezdin. And what's going to happen because she's embarrassed? The Gemara's question was why can't she sue for child support from her? Late husband's family. So Zabaya, because she has busha, she doesn't want to take them to Bezna. But Regas as Bina. I was just thinking, a sad thing, I accompanied a woman who had Yenamachla. She's very sick. And her husband told me that the reason why he believes she got sick, because in their society, talking about Yerushalmis, and this happens a lot in certain societies, that Certain machlas that are private areas or whatever, people are embarrassed to go to the doctor. She waited way too long to go to the doctor until it spread in her whole body. Busha could kill a person. Over here, Busha, whatever that means, she doesn't want to go, she's voyage to go, and by the time she realizes what's happening, her son is malnourished. Says the Gemara, Achaz besulois v'achaz bulois. So we had a whole list of women that have to wait three months. A Basula, a Ba'ula, a Rusa, a Nasua. So as the Gemara, they're all the same. 
If a woman is a Arusa, she's just engaged, so that automatically she's a Psula. And if she's a if she's a married woman, then she's a Bula. So why is it in two separate categories? Omar have you that you're right. This is really one long category. If we're discussing a Basula and a Bula, Shinis Armalu Garshu, who became widowed or they got divorced, it's one long thing. It's not a different category. It's an explanation. And it goes back and explains that she was just engaged or she was married. Story time. Gemara says that Reb Lazar didn't come to the base of Medrash. Ashkechei Leravasi, he met Ravasi. What did they say? What did they discuss today? So if you look in the Mishnah, I don't remember that Mem Amadalaf maybe Mem Aleph Amadalaf Mem Aleph Amadalaf on the bottom. So it's Kedai maybe to see the Mishnah now because we're going to get back to it soon. The Mishnah starts off saying that every woman has to wait three months before getting married, and then you have Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosi who argue, and they say that if a woman is married, was married when she lost her husband, she bec- she could get engaged, and if she's engaged, she could become she could get married. She become from Arusa to Nesua. So, Rabbi Yechon and Paskins like Rabbi Yaisi. Meaning, like Rabbi Yudah also. But Rashi explains because Nimukai Imai. Rabbi Yaisi is always right. So, Rabbi Yechon and Paskins like Rabbi Yaisi. Says the Gemara, Bechlaud, Yechidah, If Rabbi Yechon and Paskins like Rabbi Yaisi, then obviously you don't have a bunch of people arguing with him. You only have one person because we have Yachid Verabim, Halacha Karabim. Even though Rabbi Yaisi is Nimukai Imai. He's always right, but not against the majority. So it must be that it's one against one. He was fighting against one guy, one person. He says, more in, Batanya, and I'll prove it to you. If this woman constantly went back to her father's house, Sigmar brings a, a, a lot of cases, the same idea. Basically, a woman who was not with her husband for a while. She had a fight with him. Her husband was in jail. Her husband was sick or old. She was sick. Or she was pregnant when her husband died. And then she miscarried. So you know for a fact that she's not carrying her husband's baby. She can never conceive. Or elderly. Or minor islanders. All these things. She ain't a real she cannot give birth. Nevertheless, in all these cases, she must wait three months, no matter what. So here you see who argues? A singular person, a singular Tana called Rameir. And Rebuda argues. So anyway, we see that Rabbi Yechon Paskin, like Rabbi Yossi, against Rebbe Meir, that's who the Tan is, Rebbe Meir. At the end of the day, Rebbe Yechanan retracted. He said, the Allah is not like Rebbe Yosef. The Allah is like the Tanakama. On Rebbe Yosef, I'll explain to you why. Until now, we thought that Rebbe Yosef is arguing with a single person called Rebbe Meir. Once Rebbe Yechanan realized that it's Rebbe Yosef against a majority, then he took it back. What happened? 
took it back from Karen Biyavno. That's the key word here of the Sugya. He heard from the majority from Chachamim. Why is it called Karen Biyavno? Rashi says it all over, he says it over here as well. Because in Yavna, they used to sit in circles like the like grapes, the kids are they were like Karen Biyavna. No matter what, no matter your situation, even though for 100%, you miscarried. It's impossible that you're pregnant. Three months. Ask them. Is it possible that Rabbi Yochanan said, so now after we know that he retracted, Gemara is just telling us, once upon a time they asked, did Rabbi Yochanan really say, that the laws like Rabbi Yossi, that a woman who's Arusa can get married to Nasua, and a, w- a woman that's Nasua can get married, could, could become an Arusa. So look in our Mishnah, the first 10 lines of our Mishnah, whatever it is. Shalom Aleichem. What's your name? From where? Shalom, you just showed up from Deerfield? Really? What, your father is Gabi? Gadi, Gadi. No way. Hey, Gadi, Shom Aleichem. Why, where is he? I didn't know he has a child your age. And you're one of the guys that was sponsored. We used to mention your name all the time. Ah, Shom Aleichem. Okay, cool. Anyway, look at the Mishnah on Daf Mimalif. We're almost done. We came just in time. We're uh, two minutes, we're done. Hey, Bam Ali that's the stam. It doesn't say a name. It says every woman has to wait three months without a name. Anonymous Mishnah. And then it says, You can have an anonymous, anonymous Mishnah, which goes right into Machloikas. No, I argue on the ratio. That's an anonymous against what? Against the Machlaikas. You hear? You ever knew that? Shlomo, you knew that? We always thought probably until, until tonight the anonymous Mishnah means the whole Mishnah from beginning to end is anonymous. No. If the Reisha doesn't have a name to it, it's anonymous. Then the Seifa talk, gives a name. It says, the Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Yossi argue. It says the Gemara. How many minutes are we? Do we know? What does it say in your camera? What does it say over here? Uh, 5-0? Okay. That means we only did 45 at most. Stop. Hold on. Why are we going? Rabbi Yaisi says that an Arusa could become an Asua. And if she lost her husband, she's in a sua, she become an arusa. But the beginning of the mission says you have to wait no matter what, what whatever the situation is, bu'ula and a sua, da, 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 wait three months. And that's the stab Mishnah. Does Rabbi Yechon pass like a stab Mishnah? So what's the obvious answer? That it's a stab Mishnah that has a machlaik afterwards and the Allah is very different. Or we just read. 
Whoever asked this question is not concerned about what he chose. In other words, he didn't pay attention to what he asked. That's the beginning of the Mishnah is anonymous, but it goes right away into Machlaikas. And then we don't pass it like the Stam Mishnah. Then the Allah is not like the anonymous. The Allah is like the Machlaikas. If you have a machlaikis and then stam, because the stam, the anonymous is at the end. And Rashi says, very interesting, even if it's in different mesechtas, Rashi brings down, as long as it's in the same seder. So if you have, in an ezekiel, it brings a, a, a case that there was a machlaikis in Babakama. And then there's an anonymous Mishnah in Baba Metziah. The Allah is like the anonymous Mishnah. Rebbe, the author of the Mishnah, paskins in Baba Metziah what the Allah should be in Baba Kama. As long as it's in the same Nizikin, not jumping to another Seder. However, if you have Stam, Vachkach Machlaikis, that's our Mishnah, you start off anonymous and you, go, you delve into Machlaikis. Ein Halacha Stam. Then the Allah is not like the Stam Mishnah. Says the Gemara story, Here, come. Come here. Since you're a guest, come, I got I to gotta do a demonstration for a second. Yeah, you. Mr. Levy, what's your first name? Shimshi. Shimshi. So I hope you don't mind because I'm going to be using you for a second. Here, bend down a little bit. So like this. That's Mistamich. And then you ask me a bunch of kashas. Not, not, I'm not telling you to ask me. That's what happened over here. Okay. Now you can go back to your seat. You can sit down over there. We're almost done. He's leaning on Reb Nochem's shoulder. Shamey. His Shamish. How do you say Shamish in English? Not servant. Uh, assistant. Okay, good. Assistant. So he's asking him. He's trying to get Allah's room as he realized that he needs him now. He's leaning on him. So you could ask him whatever you want. Reminds me of Shlomo of that time I was in Los Angeles. You were taking me around. And you started asking me questions about real estate. Remember that time? I was in your car. I was stuck. What's the halacha when you have an argument and then you have an anonymous Mishnah? That we learned. The halacha is like the Stam Mishnah because the Stam Mishnah came afterwards. What about the reverse? First he's anonymous. Then he brings Machloikas. My. Then we don't go with the anonymous because whatever came last. Now, what about We know the Mishnah is the Iker, but what if there's a Machlaikis in the Braisa? How does that work? We go like the Mishnah, we don't go like a Braisa. And finally, what if there's a Machlaikis in the Mishnah and then there's a Stam Braisa? Who's Reb Chia? Reb Chia is the author of the Brisa. Who's his Rebbe? Rebbe is his Rebbe. The author of the Mishnah. So what do you think? Rebbe didn't know what Reb Chia knows? Everything Reb Chia knows, he got from his Rebbe, Rebbe. His name is Rebbe. Rebbe Yehuda knows it. And with that, Rabbi Yisai, we're finished for tonight. Have a wonderful day.